1: Hello and welcome to One Up again, delivered through the AI Podcast Channel. It's me, Guy, and of course, Carl's with me. How you doing, Carl? Not too bad, Guy.
2: How about yourself?
1: I'm good. It's almost been a few days since we spoke, so it's growing pains relative to the last week. <laughs> uh, but we we have we have a, well one and a quarter shows to talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're obviously going to do the Xbox shows. Carl's going to do a quick Capcom recap because uh, yeah. I forgot it was on, um, and yeah, that that's the show. So, do you want us to go through Capcom quickly, there, Carl, before we get into Xbox?
2: Yeah, so um, there wasn't much new here. Um, it was more kind of rehashing what they'd already announced at other events. For the the most part, they they went through uh, Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, the, the DLC that's launching. Um, later this month, on the 30th, uh, they have a free demo for coming out on June 14th, and uh, free title updates will, will come as part of it as well. Um, obviously, we know Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is highly anticipated by Monster Hunter fans, but we, we don't count ourselves among them. We're not we're not anti Monster Hunter. We we both appreciate a Monster Hunter world, as we talked about on the the preview for this, but. Um, you know, we're 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 not current players. We're not the best best position to talk about that. Um, carrying on in that vein, obviously, Street Fighter Six. You know, it was very brief what they showed, and um, they kind of briefly showed a couple of new fighters, mm-hmm. um, and you know, kind of reiterated that it's coming in twenty twenty three and teased that there'll be further announcements later in the year. Um, I think, obviously, after that, having shown up at both um, the uh, State of Play and at Summer Games Fest, they, they weren't really going to have it overstay its welcome, so it was very brief. And that was followed up with uh, the Capcom Fighting Collection, which was just outlining, again, what, what games are going to be in that and that it's going to feature online play. Um, that's launched June 24th, so it's uh, less than two weeks away. And um, similarly, Capcom Arcade Second Stadium, which is kind of their arcade platform where you can you download the platform and then you can add games to it at will for, for a few quid a go. Uh, that's coming out next month, July 22nd. So they're going to outline what games are coming to that. And they also announced that um, the Capcom Arcade Stadium, the, the first run of it. That for the moment, you can get uh, Street Fighter 2 um, for free um, as part of that. So uh, may as well do that if you like your Street Fighter. Um, they then went into Exo Primal, uh, which is obviously we know is coming in 2023. We talked about it in the preview. Uh, they're doing a closed network test at some point this year, which you can register for. And they showed off a kind of in-depth gameplay and um, we we knew it was kind of a third person shooter where mm. next fight row oh, dinosaurs, but we didn't know exactly how it was gonna play. It looks like it's squad based, I think it's squads of five uh compete in kind of objective based levels um against other teams to kind of see who can do it the, the fastest and, and the most efficiently. Uh squads can also join up at certain points on the map to fight kind of larger world bosses. Um, kind of MMO style. Uh, there's also PVP areas where the, the squads can clash against each other. Um, and there's kind of a loose story to, to tie it all together. I gather it's kind of an AI gone rogue that's kind of thrown these uh, portals of dinosaurs into... It, it looks get... a bit
1: Xbox 360, but it does look fun, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, there's
2: a lot of these kind of games where players now to be fair more mostly they're kind of first person for the, for the most part but mm-hmm. this one's obviously third person which separates it but, but a lot of these squad uh, games are it's kind of like um you know I, I like to call it kind of like a expanded horde let's say where you know you're a squad and you're you're taking down uh, large groups of enemies Um, it. This is more of that, but you know, if you're gonna do more that like we talked about on, I think it was the last show, how saturated that that kind of uh subgenre of shooters is at the moment. If you're gonna do that, you know, you may as well go all out to make yourself stand out. And I suppose Exoprimal does do that with, you know, mechs versus Dinosaurs. Um, I, I suppose it's like a, a nerd wet dream, so to speak. Um. See, so, you know, it looks, it looks intriguing. I'd, I'd like to see more of it, kind of, especially see how people find it after the, the network test. I'm, I'm sure, um, we'll, we'll hear bits then. Uh, they then announced a Dragon's Dogma tenth anniversary um event to take place on June sixteenth, which is later this week. And you're gonna assume that Dragon's Dogma two will be announced then, but I'm just. Surprised they didn't announce Dragon's Dogma here. It would have made the, the showcase a lot more worthwhile. And then they went into just a big Resident Evil section. They started with Resident Evil Village. Um, there's the, the DLC. I think it's like the Winter, Winter's Call DLC or uh, something like that, uh, which features three different packs. Firstly, there's the Shadows of Rose DLC, which is a story add-on, which follows on. For the game and stars the uh, main character's do- uh, now grown up daughter. Um, it's played completely in third person, which obviously is a departure from Resident Evil Village, which itself, which is a first person game. On top of that, you have a third person mode, which lets you play the main campaign in third person now. And then there's uh, the mercenaries additional orders DLC which is a uh, kind of like a horde mode where you can play as various characters. You can play as Lady Dimitrescu, which uh, seems to have a lot of people excited, the idea of playing as a a large-breasted, nine-foot-tall vampire lady. (laughs) Uh, People people are excited for that one. And that's coming... Give the
1: people what they want. (laughs)
2: Exactly. That's coming October 28th. Um, it'll also, there'll be a kind of a gold version of the game, which will feature all the DLC, which is nice for people like myself who plan to get the game, but haven't quite picked it up yet. Uh, also on October 28th, the much delayed Resident Evil Reverse, the, the multiplayer game is coming out. And obviously that's free to all owners of, of Resident Evil Village. So I suppose if you pick up that gold edition, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Um, they touched on Resident Evil 4 again. Just kind of, they didn't announce anything new. Just reiterated that it's coming March 24th. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they kind of again had a bit of a, a story trailer. Um, it looks really good. Obviously, we, we talked about it after the its announcement. Like, I'm I'm very excited for this to to play this this game with a new uh, lick of paint, and and, and more. Obviously, though, like the gameplay will be much improved. Um, And then lastly, they closed up with announcing that Resident Evil Biohazard, a.k.a. Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2, and Resident Evil 3 are all getting next-gen upgrades, or rather current-gen to be more apt. Um, That'll be free to owners of the PS4 and Xbox One versions. And also for PC players, they get a, a free patch. And um, so, if you have those games obviously you can you can play them uh with um some shiny new features um which is pretty cool uh so like you know it wasn't a bad showing it didn't overstay its welcome, but you know it it, it for me it was just simply kind of rethreading ground slash kind of expanding somewhat mm-hmm. um i'm I'm sure Resident Evil fans really enjoyed it, but um you know gonna for for most people obviously you know you want some announcements we didn't get that and as i said if as i suspect we get a dragon's dogma 2 anniversary in two days time you're going to be left wondering why didn't they announce it now unless it's simply a case that it's it's early day doors like it you know if it's not far along in development and they didn't want to put it in a showcase because of criticism whereas if they put it at the very end of like an anniversary event you're going to let, get less criticism? Maybe that's the case, but uh, I still would have probably put it in here.
1: Yeah, if it does turn up in a couple of days, you'd question why you wouldn't at least, like, tea, well, say it'd be at the other events Or more people watch that. Because it's going to be a very specific audience to just gamble on an anniversary event, whereas if they mention, oh, well, the sequel will be there, they'll be like, ooh, intrigue, but, yeah. Odd. But,. Well, We'll see in two days um, whether it's actually there, but yeah, sounds like an alright little, little um, showcase, which I missed, um, but yeah, a lot of that stuff we've already kind of seen, haven't we, so maybe not missed too much, but if you're into your Resident Evils, good news for you. Right, Carl, Xbox time. Um, let's start off with overall thoughts, because this has got a mixed bag on the old social media, which... <laughs> Can you believe social media disagrees over stuff? Good Lord. Um, New times, then. But it seems to have got a mixed reaction, as I say. You mentioned to me on WhatsApp, you thought it was fun. I'd agree. I mean, what was your overall overall thought?
2: Yeah, I mean, of all the, you know, obviously I don't think it's... um, Fair to compare this to to the state of play. State of play is you know twenty five minutes yeah. long. This is this is an hour and forty minutes. Um, so I, I'm not comparing those two, but say comparing it to Summer Games Fest, you know we we, you know we we weren't too impressed with that. And I know as we said they they had played down expectations ahead of it, but nonetheless I, I I didn't think it was really worth. While watching, to, to be honest, because it just wasn't enough there. Um, you know, the, the, a lot of it seemed like you could just throw a few trailers up on YouTube or you know, a couple of press releases or whatever the case might be. Um, but I think this was a worthwhile watch. It, it, it respected your time. It was there was very little talking. You know, not much, nothing really in terms of filler. It was just kind of game followed by game followed by game. There was new game announcements. There was uh, a lot of big folks on Game Pass. A lot of um, kind of Game Pass announcements, which which what people want to see, especially in the wake of criticism of the service. Um, you know, we got to see more of kind of Xbox games that were anticipated, and they were also, as as we talked about in the preview, the expectation was they were going to be careful as far as not announcing games that were were too far off. They stuck to games that are expected. To launch in the next 12 months I'm sure not all of them will there's always uh, you know kind of uh, slips but um, obviously the intention's there so you know I, I I think Xbox delivered on what they promised and that's all we can really ask and, and as I said I, I thought it was a worthwhile watch that respected your time I mean what were your overall thoughts?
1: Yeah it was almost a bit when they announced that the games would be within a 12-month period, I was almost concerned, because, well, we, we mentioned on, on on the few pods we did that Xbox immediate future was the issue, and then they announced 12 months off, it's like, well, the Avowed probably won't be there, Ninja Fury won't be there, which we kind of expected anyway. Um, and then the ones we speculated on, like Project Dragon and stuff like that, I think as soon as that was like, yeah, I don't think any of that will be there. So it was... It almost like lowered my expectations at the start, which may have helped me coming out of the show thinking that it was better than it was, because it, al- it did alleviate some of the concerns about the immediate future future of Xbox and some of it's third party, but some of it just looks excellent. So yeah, I think it was a, a brave strategy and, and we saw pretty much 90-odd percent gameplay. And I think it was a really unique um showcase. I think even PlayStation and their pomp of E3, they had they've had the odd presentation issue. What was that godly show where it was Spider Man, Ghost of Shoshima and um, Last of Us Two. We, I remember us reviewing it, It was like, Why are they walking from different <laughs> different theatres to show different games? It was like but I, I think this one worked where it was the only time there was people speaking was Forza, cause yeah, you have to. If it's not a car on stage, it has to be people speaking on stage. Um, and then it was basically Phil Spencer introducing Kojima, wasn't it? And then um, Todd Howard for his bit, which is part of which is part of it. So they limited the amount of people on stage, and they maximized gameplay. I think that's what people want from shows. So I, I think it was spot on. I think if I was to grade it or something like that, I think you got to go B. I think it's missing maybe missing one one more huge game to be in that PlayStation magical one where I mentioned there in terms of that realm. But it's probably one of Xbox's best ever events for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I think they've slowly learned how, how to do it. I mean, I think, as you alluded to, uh, for a long time, PlayStation was ahead in terms of the showcases but I, I, I do think um, that Xbox have, have improved year on year. They, they continue to improve, and um, I, I do think it was, was that a, re- a really good showing. I said it wasn't that kind of, you know, the, the, what was that with PlayStation that one year, they call it the year of dreams, you know, where they were just blowing people's minds over and over and over. It was, you know, it wasn't there, but it was definitely a very good uh, showing, but a lot of games to to be excited about and and um things to look forward to and I put it I think it's put Xbox in a stronger position than they were in before the showcase and, that, and that's how you want to exit these things is in a stronger position with with people kind of anticipating what your console is going to bring so uh, credit to them for that
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we'll get we'll get through we'll get through the games. Now I mean I do you want to start with highlights because it it is usually a long show and we normally the normally the biggest thing is at the last. But is staff was Starfield your biggest game of the biggest game of the show, or was the run of one that caught your eye?
2: Yeah, um, I I think there's contenders. Um, I think obviously Diablo Four um, was big. Um, over Overwatch 2, um to a degree as well. Yeah, um, but I do think, um, that obviously you have to, to go with, with Starfields, um, because people just have been wanting to see it for, for so long and they show, and they knew that and they took advantage of that and they showed a lot of it. Um, and I think it looks really good. I mean, there's mm. maybe a couple drop frame rate right issues and just, but just whilst the that,
1: shooting, just the shooting where it was dropping frames, it looked fine. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it,
2: it yeah, no, it, it, it had to be the, the highlight. I, I'm not sure mm. people could, many other people would pick something else.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. I think there was other things that maybe surprised and looked intriguing, but you get a, a whatever, however long it was, probably 10 minute plus Bethesda gameplay demo. It, it, it's always going to be the king of the show in Starfield. <sighs> yeah apart from the odd dropping frame rate thing it it was it was spot on for me like people people came out and said why don't they look like npcs from basically playstation games I was like you just see the scope of this game I, I i don't think we have the technology as like a race of people to make playstation npcs on thousands of procedurally generated planet, I just don't think anything's there yet so from what you expect of Bethesda which is almost limited combat and stuff like that, which is what you get and then just an epic story in an epic world we don't really know the story yet but the world looked, well it looked fucking magnificent and The gameplay did look a bit better apart from the frame rate thing. It looked a bit more promising. We know Fallout has VATs and stuff to kind of counter that. But yeah, it looked a tad smoother. Just sort that frame rate thing out. Um, And yeah, it'll be intriguing to see what the story's like. Because if you've got thousands of planets, I think they named them Goldilocks planets or something like that, where all the key stuff happens. So it'll be interesting to see if those thousands of planets have actual content on it, it'll just be like, you can make a house here. Um, But it'll be interesting to see, but I I think people called it No Man's Skyrim, and it it certainly did give them vibes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with you, for me, the the shooting looks a lot better than any past Bethesda game, I mean, that's usually where they fall down. I'm not saying, like, it's not quite, like, Destiny levels. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But it
2: looks solid. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if aid have been going to help them out there. Um, Like, it's clearly a new engine, which is what we've been crying out with for with uh, Bethesda Games, because they, they just, you know, they, they, they milked that engine long, bef- long after it was dry. Dream. You know, it, it needed an upgrade. I'm not, the UI is a bit off to me, like the, the I don't know, like the text and stuff, it just just looks off, um, it kind of distracted me in the wrong oh, way.
1: Oh, the health bars and stuff, yeah. 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 Pa- pirate not, level six. Oh, I'm big.
2: not a fan of that, and I'm hmm. hoping that's just kind of like the, the, you know, how, you know yeah. beta footage or whatever, <laughs> I'm hoping that's in, spruced up for, for the actual game, but that, that's a small critique. Um, the idea of being able to travel around planets and all, like, we had that to a degree in, in Mass Effect, you know, you could land on some planets and, and like, basically you had, like, a building on that planet or, like, a level, like, um, or other planets you could kind of mine or stuff, but this seems like this, like, virtually entire planets you can you can explore and obviously they've been clever by making some of them like barren planets and and that's you know there's not going to be that much to them and you might just go down and mine some resources to spruce up your ship or whatever the case might be um but it's still just cool the idea of being able to, to go around all these planets you know the, the idea of having your ship the the ship you can you can customize it you can upgrade it you can ship battles I mean, this is exactly what you want from a space game. Like it, it, and, and as you, uh, like you said, it doesn't look like a, as good as like, say, a last of us or something like that. But, you know, it looks really good. It looks like a, a good step up on Fallout 4. And that's exactly what we wanted in, in terms of, uh, graphics. So I, I'm really excited about this one and, and, uh, you know it can't come soon enough. You know it, it. the The delay didn't disappoint me at first, but now that I've seen it, I'm like, oh, what's coming out in November? You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they didn't they didn't give a date, which everyone expected. Who thought about it somewhat 2023, but going off that demo, apart from the frame rate thing, which we keep mentioning, if if that's it, they've got the world sorted and stuff like that, which. I think by all accounts, people thought it would be a lock-in for November. So, yeah, if they can sort that out... (sighs) Yeah, it it looks like my perfect game, to be fair. Like, as I mentioned, you go into Bethesda game, you're expecting... Well, you're expecting bugs, and you're not expecting the best gameplay. But you're expecting epic adventure and, and epic worlds and stuff like that. And that's just what I want, and that's what I got. So I'm I'm very happy, and it put many of the doubts I had about it to rest. Um, so, yeah, that was such a promising end to the show. We, we will return to, to um, uh, Starfield to finish off as we go through, the, through everything else, but we'll get into the list of games now, Carl. And starting off, we had Bethesda's other big showing, and that was Redfall, which we kind of discussed almost n- slightly negatively um, on the preview, and we I didn't know what it was fully off the um, footage we had before this one it looks fun and I'd say it looks good but as we mentioned on the preview it's the Left 4 Dead burnout and I know some people have compared it to Borderlands and I think they've said it's open world stuff, but it still just screams Left 4 Dead for me
2: yeah, um, no, I, I'd agree with you. I mean, as I said on the preview, I've said so many times, like, I, I love Arcane, you know, I'm a big Dishonored fan. Um, I've been meaning to play. Um, God, I'm blanking. Uh, d- d- Back from Blood. No, no, no. D- uh, death Oh Death Deathloop, yes. Jeez, how did I forget? Uh, d- I've been meaning to play Death Loop. Like, I, I love. Uh, d- like uh, arcane like they're a fantastic studio um but as when i so when this game was initially announced like as a re, in real time watching the announcement i was like oh my god it's another arcane arcane game i can't wait and then i was like wait a minute it clearly just became clear this is another like left for dead like i'm like oh god like i just i don't like they're fun don't get me wrong you know i can dabble with them with, with friends and you know we jump in and out of different ones but like they never long lasting for me personally i know for others they are um but even for for those that they are they're going to select their one or, or two maybe that they play they're not going to play them all like, you know it doesn't really make sense with these kind of games i'm watching it you know i was hoping maybe it would show me something special you know, I was still holding out in hopes that maybe there's something special that would make this the best one, the one, the Left 4 Dead like that you have to play. But based on what we saw, I didn't see that. You know, I, I just felt like I was shooting vampires or that they rather were shooting vampires rather than zombies or aliens as is popular in the other games that are, are currently um out for, for this, uh, this genre her subgenre rather um so yeah no it's it's not really um for me personally um you know I, I, obviously if it comes out and the reviews are crazy and, and people are saying this is the uh left for dead like that you have to play you know then i'll, I'll by all means I'll, I'll give it a shot but for now this is one that I'd personally be leaving on on the table, despite my um, appreciation of the um, of the the developer in in Arcane.
1: Yeah, I, I'm basically with you there. I think we've kind of coined the phrase "game past game" on on other reviews we've done, and I think this is kind of what this is to me. I think I wouldn't be lo- <laughs> I wouldn't be spending seventy quid on this if if that wasn't the the case. But the fact that going in Game Pass we presume at the minute it'll be out before Starfield so February-March you'd presume. Um, Yeah. That's probably be a quiet period because, well, I'm guessing winter will just be Harry Potter for me at the minute. Um, And other other stuff I can't think of at the minute. Um, But when it gets to that maybe a bit quieter it'll probably be one of them games that Unless it's surprisingly good, which is quite possible because you met, as you say, Arkend, one one of the best ones in the business. I, eh? it might be just one you basically piss about with your mates for a week, a weekend, or, or something like that. But if if it is good and it's got really good gameplay, the characters are unique. It, it's much more story driven and open worldy than than I expect. And if it's more Borderlandsy than Left 4 Dead it, it it could be a hit. But from what I've seen there, it is just screen Left 4 Dead. And, and Back 4 Blood, I think I played it like twice. It was fun whilst it lasted, but got a bit bored. So, yeah. It looked good, but it looks like a genre that's burnt out for me. So that's probably what I'd say with that one. Um, Hollow Knight Silk Song. Carl, we we know I haven't played Hollow Knight, but I know it's one of the biggest and most popular indie games, and I know this is one of the most requested sequels. Um, so this is a big get for Xbox.
2: Yeah, I mean, some people, you know, we talked about earlier about how you know obviously Game Pass has come in for a bit of criticism lately, I think, due to a Kotaku article, and you know, people say it's just for indies, but you know, what what's key here is. They get the big indies. They don't get every big indie, but they, they get a lot of big indies. You know, they like things like Death Door and and things um, things like that. And rec- exactly like things that people are really anticipating. And like Hollow Knight is one of the, the you know the game. When you think of the term indie, that is one of the game that comes to to uh, to mind. It it's it's up there with the likes of like Dead Cells and. Um, you know almost like a shovel my type level level like it's a massive massive game and this obviously Song. it wasn't even quite clear when this is coming to xbox and playstation we assumed it was but we know that um you know nintendo had obviously gotten a lot of the the, the press space with this game like it was it was showing up a lot of their showcases and there was even suggestions that maybe it could be a timed exclusive for Nintendo. Doesn't seem to be the case now. Um, but for Xbox to be able to show it at the showcase, say they're going to have it and then say it's going to be in Game Pass day one, that's a big get for Game Pass. You know what I mean? If you're going to, if you're going to, if your two pillars of Game Pass are going to be your, obviously your first party games and your indies, you need to get some big indies and, and this is a big one.
1: Yeah, absolutely is. And the next game we can talk about is almost, I think it'll have a lot of fans simply because of the Ricket Morty connection. But even if you ignore that for me, this game is certainly stole Red Falls funded. I don't think got quite up to the Starfield level but High on Life from Squanch Games. I think this looked really good, even if you ignore the the attraction of Rick and Morty humour.
2: Yeah, like, it it just... It's a bonkers concept. Like, your guns are alive, and they talk to you, and they're really... Not only are they, you know... It it doesn't stop the bar at them just being kind of these little animated characters that, that talk to you. Like, they seem to be unique Guns, like unique weapons, and you know, there's a lot to be said for a, a game that doesn't just give you standard guns that shoot bullets. You know, that's the reason a lot of people love the the Russian Clank games, uh, is because of like just the bizarre guns that that you get, and and this seems quite similar in that sense, and that there are these kind of weapons that stand out, and then as you said, on top of that, you get the the kind of Rick and Morty humor. That, that you'd ex- expect from, um, Squanch Games. And, um, I mean, put that as well. And, and what seems to be like a unique art style, like did, this one really caught my eye and, mm. um, kind of was, was probably the first moment where I was, I was really, as I said, because I kind of had low expectations for Redfall because of the kind of game it is. Hollow Knight Silks on, as I said, it was, a, it was a great get, but it wasn't going to kind of, excite me or intrigue me, let's say. Whereas I and I really caught my interest in it and it's a really intriguing one. And you know it's a it's a timed exclusive for Xbox on consoles. And again it's it's Game Pass day one. So that's a really it's really another great get for hmm. for Game Pass. And it was it, this
1: year as well. It's 20, I think it's twenty twenty two isn't it? I don't think they give a date there, but I'm pretty sure they said it's this year.
2: I might have missed that, um but I'll I'll uh, submit to you on that one if you but in. Well
1: release date. Uh if I can spell release right. Okay, it's gone on to something else. <laughs> um October twenty twenty at twenty twenty two. Oh that's yeah. a nice,
2: it's close, very close. It is.
1: We have our we have our Winter Xbox game. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was um, it was it was almost a sleeper pick for game of the game of the showcase for me. But yeah, as we go through, there's a couple of others that really caught the eye. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'll, I'll be playing that. It'd be interesting to see how long it is or deep it is, and if it, even if it's just one of them, ten to fifteen hours, fun, quick, just funny games that that'll be spot on for me. Really. Um, so yeah, a really good showing from that. Uh, Next up then, not one that's a big, ooh, fun announcement, but is impressive in what it actually means. And that's a partnership with Riot Games, um, Carl, and that's coming this winter. So if we break it down, uh, Game Pass Ultimate members get all the legends in League of Legends, League of Legends Wild Rift, and all the agents in Valorant, which apparently, for some people unfamiliar with M-Series, is hundreds of pounds worth of content. So, and the fact that Riot Games... Obviously nothing to do with console yet. We can speculate afterwards, Carl. We've um, partnership with Xbox Game Pass. But this, this is a huge git, which might have not been the biggest, almost eye-catching news on a, on a game showcase. But in terms of the... Meaning for, for people who play League and stuff like that and have no affiliation with Xbox, that's who it's targeting,
2: yeah. Um, like it, it, there was also, I think, uh, content for um, one of their other League of Legends spinners' squad, yeah. squad, something squad like that, yeah. team, team fight tactics, and then there's also their, their card game, which I, I, um, don't recollect the, the name of at the moment, um, but the, the. Particularly the, the legends in, in League of Legends or the agents of Valorant is particularly notable. I mean, as you said, like, you can, like, I, I, um, I have an insight into this, obviously, as having been a, you know, played League of Legends uh, quite fervently in the past. You can earn the champions. Like, you can earn a currency by playing the game that allows you to buy the champions. But I'd say in League of Legends, I owned about half the champions. And at some point I did say feck it and put about 50 euro real mm. world money in and spent a bit of that on champions and a bit of it on skins. And um, so, and I I put in a decent amount of hours into looking I only owned about half the champions. Some of my friends that would play maybe twice as much as me and, and some might have owned, you know, more than that, but they still didn't own all the champions. You know, it takes a real kind of per, like a, a you know a fanatic of the game really to own them all, and um, so this saves you a lot of time or money, and um, to, to to give you these these characters and, and obviously it's so, and it's more of an attraction to PC Game Pass, which a lot of P that's been one of the criticisms lobbied at Game Pass being that like it, there's not as much justification for the PC side of things as there is for the console side of things. So I think this this goes a a long way to, to rectifying that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's all I think that's been the issue where it's clearly been the secondary part and you'd probably expect that because there's Steam, there's other things. So it's it's, it's fighting in that. But to partner with Riot Games, which is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, place the place a PC creator of games, it, it is a huge get. Now, let's speculate for a second. Is this just the one-and-done partnership, or could we ever see... I I doubt we ever see League on console, because that would be a fucking clusterfuck. But Valorant is one that you could see translating, maybe in a modified version of the game, because the CSGO aiming doesn't really translate as well on console. But could we see like a watered-down version of Valorant on console sometime in the future not anytime soon obviously
2: i i think i could see Valorant on console at some point and i think i could also see um wild rift on console at some point because that's obviously a watered down version of league of legends um, for for mobile devices and um, so you could see see that like i i do see um these games making the the pass over because i think they're they're gonna reach kind of their their peak at some point and then if you want to access more players, where else to do it than on consoles. I'd also be intrigued to see if eventually, you know, there's a lot of uh you know, obviously the there there is uh some League of Legends spin-offs involved here, like the more multiplayer League of Legends spin offs, but there's there's some single player League of Legends um spin off games that's like an RPG and, and an adventure game and stuff that uh that launched, but I think they kinda have deals with Epic Games. Uh, the Epic Game store right. but I wonder yeah. if maybe when that ends could they eventually become part of this as well and, and be added to Game Pass so I suppose time will tell on, on that one
1: It's certainly interesting if you want to, if Riot do want to get their foot in the door in the console space I think mean, Microsoft's clearly thought we will get ahead of that if needs be but if not they've got this deal which is huge um, Moving on then A Plague Tale Requiem, I never played the first one it was good by most accounts, maybe missing a bit to be really special. Whereas this one looks really good. Has it tempted me to play it though? Because I haven't played the first one. And it seems like the characters are very dependent on this with the sister brother relationship. I'm kind of tempted, but at the same time, a dog dies in the first one, so I can't play it. <laughs>
2: Oh my god, you've now just put I, I've been tempted for a while but you've now kinda of put me off. And yeah, I don't <laughs> I, do I don't do that shit. Yeah, I mean uh, I think uh, I've heard great things about the first one. I mean a friend of mine played through it and, and sang its praises. But I think what can what kinda of put me off is that there's not much combat in it. And like a game doesn't have to just be combat based for for me to enjoy it but I think a game that kind of teases you with combat but then kind of punishes you for it or makes it very limited or whatever that just kind of frustrates me. Now it seems with this one um obviously that the sequel there's more combat in it like your your uh, character she's wearing armor at this point and and I suppose, I guess, she's a bit more fearless than that, and she's willing to, to take people on, and, and it seems like there will be more combat in this one, um, which is like, uh, which is intriguing. Um, but I, I suppose, as you said, it looks like you have to play the first game to play the second game. Um, so I, I'm not sure. Like I still haven't ruled out playing a, a Plague Tale Innocence, um, but... I, I don't know the the dog thing. Nah, certainly hasn't helped. But nonetheless, like this game looks great. Um, I'm sure it's going to be another hit, just like the first one. And and as um, we talked about at the time this was announced, I believe that having it in Game Pass Day One is a is a big big get.
1: Yeah, it is a get, and it's coming. Was this 2022 as well? I'm Sure, this was 2022. Let's have a lucky Requiem. Release date it says 22. Uh, yeah, it says 2022. Hasn't given month yet, I don't think, unless I'm misreading somewhere. So that's another game that's going straight in Game Pass this year, which is quite good. Uh, moving on then, Forza Motorsport. This is where it got boring for a few minutes, but it's still, it, it's um, these games are there to show off the tech. We saw Ray Tracing, it looked really nice. Uh, PlayStation got that with um, Gran Turismo earlier in the year. Maybe the surprise here is that this is coming out next year. I think most people penciled this in for 2022 as well, but I, I think other people have worded it. 2022 is kind of just chalked anyway. So if you to avoid any crunch or whatever, maybe just whack it in 2023. Yeah, no, I mean,
2: uh, I think we, you know, there, there was a little bit of hope from people that it would come out this year, said, but uh, you know, I think it was obviously. Seemed like Xbox were were kind of just not giving up on twenty twenty two, but kind of accepting that you know the the focus should be. It's put never going to be
1: what it was, was it?
2: So. Yeah, the focus should be on on making next year a, a big year for their platform, and that seems what what they're trying to do. Um, I mean, it it looks fantastic, you know this 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 game. Um, but like. I think I feel like we we say that every time a big car game is announced, um, because you know it's we're we're probably not the, the the people to talk about it, um. But nonetheless, like you, you wait for these kind of games to showcase what a next gen or you know again in this case I suppose it is the current gen now, and um, but what these consoles can do, and and I think this this really shows it off like this. This game looks fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. You always see car games and you're like, it looks fantastic. Then you're like, it's a car game. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's a weird one. I'll, I'll play it when it comes out. I, I like um, I like the old racing game. Uh, I liked Forza for a while. Horizon was very good. I always played the F1 games, for instance. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it, but it's not an it's not an announcement which excites many people. Either is the next one. Oh, to be to be fair, as soon as Flight Simulator came up, I think everyone went oh for fuck's sake, and then a pelican showed up, and I was like, is it worth the hundred gig download to play with a pelican? <laughs> so it kind of worked, but. It wasn't that tempting because I didn't re-download it, but uh, yeah, Microsoft. Literally anything to add before we move on.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, like you know, it, it is what it is. I've kind of hemmed and hawed about trying it um, now and again, but then I remember how frustrated I used to get playing the, the the old one back on the PC in my younger days, and how hard it is to actually keep a plane up in the air. Um, but it's, it's a really cool concept. The idea of being able to fly around the world and, and getting to do it in the Pelican. I mean, that's even, even cooler. So, I mean, uh, we know this game has its, its fans and I'm sure they'll be excited, uh, to be able to fly all these new planes and whatever else has been added. Um, but much like with Forza, I just don't think we're the, uh, the people to talk about this one.
1: No, I don't think we are. I don't think we are. We are the audience for this next one, and that's Overwatch 2. Early access coming on October 4th. Uh, they did announce today... I'm not sure if it's open or closed, but there's a beta coming on the end of this month. I think it's the 28th. It might be the 26th. But if they're, There's an Overwatch event on... I can't remember if it's the 16th or the 19th for this month, but there'll be more details on them. But there's a beta coming for everyone whether it's open or closed this month, um, but Overwatch 2, Carl, I think a lot of people thought it'd be 2023, because Blizzard's been a fucking mess, it is still only early access, but, I'm not sure how much you follow Overwatch, but, Overwatch, uh, League, the, um, uh, eSport, has been playing on Overwatch 2, there was that beta for PC a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago now, um, so Overwatch Two multiplayer, which is basically just Overwatch One with fancy skin, um, is seemingly ready-ish. Maybe it's just the PVE stuff that's why it's going to early early access rather than being ready.
2: Yeah, um, perhaps. Like I don't follow it as as closely as as you would. Um, so I wasn't quite quite aware of that, but um, like uh, yeah, no, it, it's. It's an interesting move for me, um, to, to kind of go with, with free to play. Um, you know, I know that's not exactly new news, but I, I think when obviously initially this was announced, we, we thought it was going to be a, you know, a retail game like the first one, but that it was going to be even more bang for your buck because it was going to include kind of some, some single player, um, aspect. Um, but they've decided to go, um, obviously free to play and, it's for me a lot of free-to-play games when i see a game's free-to-play it it puts me off because it kind of cheapens the the game for me in a way like i i think like if it's a a great game you'd make me pay for it like that's that's my attitude like i I have gotten into some free-to-play games obviously league of legends i mentioned before but um you know, it can put me off when when suddenly they, they say a game is is free to play. But I, I think with with Overwatch, obviously, it's it's a game that I, I played the first one. I, I really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. um, and I, I know having played the first one that it makes a lot of sense for free to play. So so therefore, I'm, I'm probably more more open to it. and You know, I, I will download this and and. You know, I wouldn't even say give it a shot. Like, I'm, I'm going to play this um, for for a while uh, anyway, um, until like most multiplayer games. I I tend
1: to just burn out on them eventually mm-hmm. these days. Um, but you I'm, know, I'm still playing it now, so <laughs> it's uh, it's it's in my blood now. So it'd be stupid for me to badmouth anything about Overwatch too. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I I know I know there's a lot of people who are who have been playing it since since day one and they're still there, which is a, a testament to to what a what a great game it is. And you know, Overwatch Two just seem more kind of like Overwatch one point five or yeah, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like, but you don't have to fix what's not broken, and, and Overwatch certainly isn't broken. Like, it's a mm. it's an excellent game and. Um, I, I'm sure this, you know, I was about to say we'll do gang. I suppose a game that's free to play can't do gangbus. But it can't in a way because I'm sure people will be buying a lot of skins and, and whatnot for the, for this game.
1: If they put uh, content in it, people will spend money on it. That's the thing. Because Overwatch has been left to basically rot for three years. They might be bloody, bloody long. I think it is three years since the last character update. But then you get... <laughs> the outdated loot boxes and stuff like that, We, I think we know or it's been told that um, it will be Battle Pass systems and stuff like that in, in the new one. Um, I'm not sure if they'll be ready for early access, but if they're modernising all that stuff, fair enough, but it does still kind of beg the question what's the what's the point of a fucking sequel? <laughs> they should have just updated Overwatch but I know, I know why, because Activision went for a money grab, but it feels like they should have just focused on Overwatch 1. If they wanted to add the PvE stuff, make it a separate game, or add it as a big-ass DLC and keep supporting Overwatch 1. But people have suffered. People have been extremely fucking patient. It's it's almost here now. Hopefully it's worth it. That's probably what we've just got to hope for now.
2: I'll be hopeful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's too it's too good Overwatch One is too good a game to be fucked up by people. That's the thing. It it it's not it is it's in a surviving state, but it's still an excellent game. It won Game of the Year when it came out, for instance. So it's an excellent game. It'll just be interesting to see how it survived with five V five rather than six V six. It looks like it's gonna take on more of a um um just a normal shooter type deal rather than a a squad based character based shooter obviously the characters are still a huge part of it but it seems like a more chaotic game rather than a tactical game if that makes sense but it is interesting wasn't the biggest announcement on the on the thing as we keep saying but Overwatch 2 for me personally yeah I was so happy when that got announced for this year because I think most people thought it'd be next year so happy days for me um uh, I think it is. I think the multiplayer is free-to-play, just to add on. I think the PvE stuff that's coming is what will be the paid bit. So I think the multiplayer will be free-to-play, because that's basically over 1, as we say. But when the PvE stuff's ready, I think that's what people will have to pay for. I might be wrong on that, but I'm sure that came out um, the day after. But anywho. Um, that'll so it's be... kind of the
2: reverse of, of Fortnite. Then, yeah, as, uh, kind I'll of, yeah. The PvE <laughs> stuff came out for, for money first, and then yeah. they launched the PvP. Free-to-play. Absolutely. And it eventually repeats yes. the, the PvE.
1: I may have been the only one who bought the PvE PV stuff for Fortnite. Eh? Um, but, yeah. Our um, history untold, this is a new game we've not seen yet, Carl. Another one for PC Game Pass. If you don't remember what this is, it, it people, it's basically civilization, humankind, etc. It was that game. Um If you like this type of game, it's probably of interest. I do like these types of game. Carl, I didn't show loads, but yeah, I'd jump into this if... Well, my PC probably wouldn't run it, that's the issue. Um, Barely runs a Skype call. But yeah, these types of games, they're always popular.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, um, I actually funny you mentioned Humankind. I actually thought it was just Humankind being shown off again, because obviously we we know that's coming to to Game Pass. so sort of surprised when it was a new game announcement at the end, but obviously this was kind of just one of the few uh, instances where we just got CGI, so we didn't get to see too much. Um, but you know, it, it sounds like there's kind of uh, experienced devs behind this, people who know the genre. Um, as I said before, PC game passes is, is one of the areas of game pass that that tends to be knocked, so it's it's um it's a positive that they're Getting a, another kind of notable title, um, in there. So uh, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's it's a positive for PC Game Pass. If you like these kind of games, um, I'm and I know a lot of people who do. Um, I'm I'm sure it's a it's an easy one to check out on Game Pass.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, probably three we can rattle through here quickly. The Elder Scrolls Online DLC High Isle, June twenty first. Uh, Fallout 76 DLC The Pit um, and Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels all looked good probably won't play any of
2: them <laughs> yeah I mean if, if you play any of those games of course you're going to play those DLCs I don't play any of those games um, so it's it's kind of difficult to, to comment on them and The Pitch just kind of gave me a kind of uh, injection of nostalgia for like the pit DLC for Fallout 3 back in the day hmm. um, and, and made me kind of wish they were announcing a Fallout 3 remaster instead but uh, that's a that, that's a story for another time.
1: Wishful thinking, which we did in the preview to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, ARK 2 was up next. Vin Diesel on a dinosaur. Tick. Yeah, th- this game just keeps getting
2: shown off. Um, no gameplay though, it? Why? Yeah, like it, it, this This is one a game that, we, now I know it's not a first party game, so we can't really blame Xbox, but we can't blame them I suppose for continually including it in uh, Showcase. I know obviously get arc's a big deal and getting arc Ruined by life for <laughs> and, <laughs> and they want to push that, but at the same time, it's just frustrating when you're seeing a game without really seeing it, mm. you know. And it's it's still it's not out till next year. Like we get it, Vin Diesel's in your game, cool, you know. I like Vin Diesel as as much as the next person, but you know, next time this game is shown off, please for end. the love of God show it off, yeah, or just go quiet till you're ready to launch. Otherwise, like it's. It's just starting to take the the pace here.
1: Yeah, it really is. It really is. Like I say, opera in my life for you. It is it an excellent game? It's kind of an excellent game. It's not really well made. What fuck me? I'm, I don't think I've ever been addicted to a game like that. To be fair, so a sequel to that. I think I read that it's meant to be more of a story based game than the arc one. I hope it still has all the survival features and stuff like that, but if they are adding more of a story and maybe a single-player experience as well, that's almost music to my ears, to be fair. Um, But we wouldn't fucking know that because it didn't show us. (laughs) Um, Yeah, next time this is shown, if it is shown again, actual gameplay, and we don't really care about Vin Diesel, let's be honest, it's 2022. Fast and Furious was a very long time ago. Yeah, yeah, Anywho, um, scorned. We've seen a few times now. Still looks gory. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, this was
2: one of the, the games that kind of was announced, which was kind of like a a little bit of CGI um, when it was first announced. But we actually got to see what the game looks like in in engine here, and we got to see a you know a, a reasonable amount of it. it. It looks really gory. Um. I think I saw, uh, Alana Pierce tweeted and, and said that, you know, I'm going to show my future children this and tell them it's porn of. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a very, very gory game. Um, but I'm just hopeful that it's not gore for the sake of gore, like, um, like Agony. I mean, I, I downloaded Agony when it was on sale at one point for like two euro. Um, and that game is just complete. I played it for about half an hour. Like that game is just purely gore for the sake of gore. Um, I mean, other than that, it's just utter crap. Um, you know, I'm not saying that Scorn will be, be that, but I'm just saying it's, it's a cautionary tale that, you know, gore doesn't sell a game on its own. Like you need to have kind of a solid gameplay and story and that to, to back it up. So hopefully Scorn has that. Like I'm, I'm, it's, it's probably just a... I don't mind gruesome. Like, I'll play a Silent Hill or a Resident Evil or, or something like that, but this seems like it might be tipping the scales just a little bit too much towards gore for, for my own liking. Um, but I know there are people who love gore in the games, and this might be right, right up their alley. Yeah,
1: it'll certainly have a market. I think it's like people want Doom turned up to 11, don't they? Um... So I can certainly see... The, I can see the appeal. It'll just be interesting to see how, how good a game it is outside of the gore situation. Because, as you say, it can't carry it on its own.
2: And it's another game that's more imminent. Like, it's out on October 21st. So yeah. it's just, just uh, four and a bit months away. So
1: Absolutely. They, they, Absolutely. they need
2: games. So it's it's good yeah. that they have it.
1: Yeah. Um, Another game that was really intriguing, probably one of the more Sneakily intriguing one because it's brand new is, uh, Flintlock: The Siege of Dawn. Um, third person actiony adventure game by the looks of it. If I can find the right tab that I'm clicking on, Devil May Cry. Yeah, I, I don't know what time period it's, uh, it'd be in, but it looked it looks like mix of medieval magicy type stuff. Uh, it looks like a range of time periods to be honest but it it looks really intriguing and obviously this is the first time we've seen it Um, I'll be keeping an eye on this one
2: yeah no it looks good Um, you know of of the the kind of new game reveals this was one of the the, the standouts um, in my eyes um, I like this kind of game, and you know, but it's a game where it's important to, to get the style right, and I think they've they've achieved that here from from what we saw. Um, and again, it's a it's a game pass day one, and it's out early next year, so that's another, at least on the face of it, an, another good gap for game pass.
1: And it has a magic fox, rabbit, dog thing. So yeah, that's that's what we need. Um. Minecraft Legends Carl, we we heard rumors um before the show that there was going to be Minecraft there but not Minecraft as as Minecraft is and and, and this is what this is what I think it was described as an action strategy game it looks fun it looks like dungeons but expanded a bit further which I played dungeons it was it was fun um so yeah I I'll, I'll probably be playing this in 2023
2: yeah, I mean, we talked about in the preview, about you were saying how you enjoy dungeons, and I was saying, like, I've been thinking about dabbling in, in dungeons. I mean, it's it's interesting how they're kind of taking, you know, kind of, the, the Minecraft skin and putting it on different genres of game, but not, like, willy-nilly. Like, they've resisted the urge to, to make a kart racer, so credit to them for that. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, you know, genres that make sense to be tied to Minecraft, like you know, uh an isometric kind of dungeon crawler RPG, like like the, the Diablo esque game. With with and now with this, like they're they're kind of games that make sense to be set in the Minecraft world. Um, so it's it's clever how inventive they're getting with that that approach. Um, yeah, like it, it wouldn't appeal to me as much as Minecraft Dungeons did, um, but it does. It does look interesting, and I, I could, you know, it's, it's in Game Pass there. You know, I, I can see a lot of people giving it a go.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, next up, we had Lightyear Frontier. Was this um, was this the robot farming farming game? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah this, this looked good. <laughs> this looked like a game I'd piss about, basically I'd piss about all my mates on. But this seems what this is.
2: Yeah, I mean I think it had been previously announced for PC, but um it was announced here as a, a console launch exclusive. Um like it's it's something different, you know. Um I suppose not not every game has to have uh, guns and swords in it so to speak. Um and we know how popular farming games are with, with people um, yes. Whether it's, you know, in a, in a serious sense, like, um, your, yourself or in a take the piss sense, like when my friends and I decided to play farming simulator together. Absolutely. And, you know, there, there can be good fun, um, one way or the other. And, you know, this, this looks like something unique, something different. And, uh, it's one I'd like to kind of see more from as, as time goes on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on this one as well. I think um, it should be it should be fun. Um Gunfire but which one was this? There's a rogue light uh, shooter. Ah, yes, with all their
2: kind of very yes, yes, colourful yes. characters.
1: I remember now. Apparently, it's a mobile game. Um, yeah, not much to add. Yeah, it didn't do
2: much for me, to be honest. It seemed kind of like one of those games where, you know, once you've seen one, you've seen them all type of thing. Like, it didn't stand out to, to me. Um, and it's not a surprise, obviously, that it's, it's a mobile game, as things stand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it must have an audience, or else they, they wouldn't bother bringing it across. But um, nonetheless, it's just, just, just not one for me. And I don't have much to add on that one.
1: Yeah, we'll move on then to the last case of Benedict Fox. Um, platformy game, bit horrory, a bit um, paranormal's the word I'm probably looking for there. It it looks interesting, but it's hard for for me, especially where a platformer type game grabs you. And that. it looked interesting, but I don't. Is that enough for me to play it or search it out or keep track of it? I'm not sure. Yeah,
2: I mean. For me, it stood out in the sense that it seems to be a Metroidvania kind of almost coupled with like an adventure game, which isn't something you get too often. You know, kind of almost like it's bringing in kind of that PC adventure game and combining it with your, with a Metroidvania and, and that's, that's unique. And also the art style, you know, did, did stand out. Um, it seemed to, to get, you know, catch the eye of a lot of people. Um, I it Strangely, like, I, I liked what I saw, but at the same time, I'm not sure it's one I intend to play. I just think that there's a lot of Metroidvanias um, these days. You know, it's gone from a, a, a genre you don't see any games from to a, a genre you see a lot of games from. Um, so for that reason, I'll for, you know probably give this a, a miss because I've got a, quite a backlog of, of Metroidvania's, but I, I do like the idea of kind of bringing t- together two different genres. And, and as I said, the, the, the art style is certainly something that stood out.
1: Yeah, I think it might be one way. If you play it, it'll it'll probably grab you, but it's just getting over that first hump. or as you say backlog and, and other new games and stuff like that but it is game day it, it's day one game pass uh, coming next spring by the looks of it Um, moving on then to As, As Dusk Falls this was a game I forgot about in the preview and you reminded me what it was it looks good, it looks unique coming July 19th I'll probably play this you know I didn't think I would when I remembered what it was for the preview, but the more we've seen of it and the more it looked like those varying decisions and stuff like that and the characters that impacts. I kinda like them games. I you know,
2: I I like the concepts. Um, you know, I, I think by by all accounts the studio knows what they're doing. I, I believe some of them have some, some history with um Quantic Dream. Yeah. Um but despite all that, I I don't see myself like, purely because I think the, the art style, the, the approach with the art is just really off-putting to me. Like to 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 the I I don't know like if I had to look at those faces and such, um. Kind of for the length of a full game, I think it would make me feel uncomfortable. I don't know what it is, but it just does not work for me at all. So, and it's strange; like it's rare that purely an art style of a game can could could put me off. But I, this is one such case. Like I just, I don't think I could get around that, unfortunately. Um, but I, I do, I, I do have a feeling this is going to be a good game. that's it's going to get some some plaudits when it launches, and it's. It's obviously out on July nineteenth. So of all, and it's it excl. It's exclusive to Xbox. So of kind of all the games we've discussed, it's it's uh, one of the most imminent.
1: Mm.
2: Um. So I'd be intrigued to see how it does. I I do, for whatever reason, expect it will do well. But for me, purely on the back of the art style, I just don't think I could stomach playing this one for, for whatever reason.
1: Mm. No, I I think it is one that you'll either love or you hate, and. It kind of of grew on because I did, when I first saw it, when it first got revealed years back, I'd probably be in the hate camp, but I can see how it works, which makes sense. It's just, yeah, I think it is getting over that hump, because it does look like it'll have a very interesting story and characters and stuff like that. So, yeah, it might be one you just have to give a go, and if, if you can't get used to it, you can't get used to it, really. Um... But yeah, it looks intriguing, I think that's what the fairest way to put it. Um moving on then to Naraka Blade Point. Um this is a this is the melee Battle Royale game, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. I it's better than having another shooting battle royale. Um You've also noted down camp the campaigns coming as well. That might be more of it, more interest, but ah, uh, the barrial market's so over saturated and only three can survive at a time. Let's like, be honest. So I think that might that part of it might not be worth it. I'll probably give it a go, but uh, I'm not sure it'll catch on. But campaign, anything
2: to add? Yeah, no, I mean, it, the game's obviously got a degree of popularity on PC, or else again they they wouldn't be bringing it to, to console. Um, but uh, as you said, it, it it can somehow set itself out because it's it's uh, melee based, but at the same time it is um, a battle royale. I kind of, you know, I I I dabble with battle royales when they they first kind of came on on the scene, and and I had some enjoyment with some of them, but you know, I. I I got in I I got out I, I don't think I'm gonna go back in a, at any point um and as far as the campaign goes I suppose that that adds something to it to kind of set it out there but at the same time there's a lot of let's say Oriental based kind of um action games mm. in this day and age I'm sure it's a lot of them that are a hell of a sight better than this when it comes to a single player experience and um, that you could go play instead. So, um, yeah, not not one that really interested me. Um, it, it's out quite soon. I, th- I think it's out uh, next week. Um oh, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll get to see kind of how it does. Um, but at the same time, I just don't see myself personally dabbling with this one.
1: Yeah, I might give it a bash, but... <sighs> Apex Overwatch... Yeah I don't know where it'll fit in. Um I've also got got a new game Spellforce which has kind of been broken finally got to play, so yeah, might be a tough one to fit in. Um moving on then. Uh Pentiment we kinda of heard about this literally as we did our preview. Uh, another story driven murder mystery set in the, the the Dark Ages with a how what art style would you call it? The parchment Legend art style. I don't know how you'd word it. Take like a storybook art style. is probably how you'd word it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I certainly got that vibe. I mean, this game to me screams like UB art. You know, you remember like the the U was Ubi art or Ubi art? But uh, you know, there's kind of little passion mini projects that ended up being kind of like critical darlings. You know, like Child of Light and. Um, uh, what was the other one called oh my god the the world war One.
1: Oh. Um, yeah, I know what it was called. I downloaded it, but never played it. I played it. It was fantastic um oh one second there um we need to know. Is it all noise
2: exactly i need to know uh really well um, Valiant hearts
1: i- I had v in my head <laughs> yeah. Me?
2: But they were both little fantastic titles because, you know, they, they were passion products. They were smaller games that the devs wanted to make. And obviously Ubisoft backed them and, and they they're able to make them. And this gave me that vibe. You know, obviously Obsidian, we talked about in the preview, they've got so many projects on the go. But this is kind of a smaller project, gives, gives you that passion project vibes, And I'm really intrigued by that. For, for that alone, that, that kind of reminder of, of the the Valiant Hearts and Child of Light, and um, and how much I love those games has me really intrigued about this one because you know I talk about what what a great developer you um Obsidian are and, and how fond I am of their games. I mean, all those factors considered, like I'm really really intrigued by this one and I, I think I'll definitely give it a go. I mean, it's in Game Pass. Why wouldn't you? Like it's November twenty second, so we're talking about five months away. Um, it's not the busiest winter period in terms of game releases. So I can I can definitely see myself trying this one out.
1: I don't expect it. it'll be the biggest game as well. So it might be one you can even knock out in like a weekend. If you're not, well, it's winter, you'll either be. If you're not Christmas shopping, you will probably be out of the cold. So yeah, I think it's probably one you can knock out in a couple of weekends or something like that. Um, Grounded. Uh, get the full release in, in September, we, we've played this we've played this together as well I, I'll i probably jump back on this to be honest I've I've enjoyed Grounded the few times I've played it and that doesn't mean I've just played it once or twice and you go through spells with games like that but it, it, if you get the quest line filled out maybe well I think that's basically get the quest line filled out and then you get to Get the carrot to explore more of the world because well, when we played, I don't think we really had that. We built a bit of a ship base, didn't we? And then it was basically that. There was no reason to go into the pond. There was no reason to go bat- batter, get battered by big spiders and stuff like that, was there?
2: Yeah, no. I think when we played, um, there was still a bit of jank in the game. There was still a lot of kind of dead ends where you'd kind of meet. Find things and thinking you could tell it was supposed to lead to something, but because the game was in early access, it didn't lead anywhere. Um, which, which could be a little off putting, but I, I quite liked the, 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 um, kind of the, the concept of the game. And, and I, I, I enjoy that it, the, the game visually, like it looks, looks really cool. Um, yeah, I, I recall that session we had and I think we ended up kind of, um, trapped in a, a cave by a giant <laughs> spider and we, we slowly kind of shot the spider with arrows and threw <laughs> rocks at it until it died and we kind of took that as our victory And um, like it was we had, we had a laugh with it um like i, I i've said before I, I don't really play much survival games because they just kind of they they psych me out, you know. Mm. I feel like there's. I'm like, I don't know if I have to go. If I'm gonna go left, I don't know if I'm gonna go right. And then when I, have a, you know, there's a lot of indecision. When I eventually pick a path, then I might find something cool, and then I'll suddenly die, and then I'll have lost it, and it just really frustrates me. And it's not a genre that's for me. I've I've kind of just accepted that, but I, because of my kind of. um, you know my my fondness for Obsidian, and and, and also obviously because you know I'd friends who wanted to play it, like I, I gave it a shot, and I I don't regret that, and I I did enjoy that that session we had, but it just didn't really leave me with a desire to go back. And even now that the game's complete, and obviously there's going to be less or it will be complete, there's going to be less jank, and um obviously there there'll be less dead ends, um I, I still just don't anticipate myself um. Going back to it when it comes out in September, but but still, like I can see a lot of people will, um, and and I can see why because you know it is. while it's not a game for me. I I can see that it's it's a good game.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's well, I've played Ark. I've played other survival games, so it's some. I do like the genre. I think it's one way. There's like a cut-off point with a genre where you just go, "What the fuck have I been doing in my life?" But I think. This is almost... It's terrifying because of the spiders and stuff like that. But it's also innocent because it's Honey I shrunk the kids. So it's a bit mixed where it's fucking terrifying but it's like cartoony at the same time. So yeah, it's it, its a good mix. But yeah, I'll probably go back on it. Eriban... Um, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Shadow Legacy. Another completely new game. Um, game past day one. Uh, next year. This look good. This looked good, this is one, if you don't remember people's where the lass is in the shadows and she becomes like a wraith fucking monster going through there and then as soon as she's in the light she's a person Um but yeah, this looked intriguing, Cal
2: Yeah, no, no, this is another reveal that looked um, really promising um, kind of like a, a stealth uh, game Um and like, who doesn't like game, you know, a ninja game, like any, but a, a ninja game that, that stands out and, and is near standard ninja game. Like, it's, it's, um, really intriguing. And again, it's a, it's a console launch exclusive. So another get for Xbox and it's, it's, it, it's in game pass day one. Um, it's coming next year. This is another one that I'll be, be looking out for more info and, and more footage of as, as time goes on because it was, Certainly one of the standout titles for me.
1: Yeah, certainly. I think I'll definitely check this one out. I'll keep tabs on it. It it, it just looked really intriguing. I mean, the robots and stuff like that. it will be interesting to see how big the world is and and that. But the mechanic in itself looked looked quite fun. Um, Diablo Four, then car this this one kind. I of, I don't think it got leaked beforehand, but the beta sign up got announced before the show and everyone was like well you've kind of just ruined that so it wasn't really a surprise but diablo 4 it's not a franchise i've played i don't think i've even ever dabbled in it but i don't know why because it does look like a game i'd really enjoy but this one by all accounts i've heard improves on the character development looks a bit darker and stuff like that but i'll definitely be playing this next well I'll ask you this first: Is this the first game where you think this will definitely be beyond the twelve months cycle that they mentioned?
2: Oof, yeah, no. This is. <laughs> I'll, I'll. This is i believe it's coming out when I see it. Um, kind of situation here. I'm glad they didn't try and put even a anything beyond 2023 on it because um, my gut feeling on this one is like I don't think it'll be crazy today but my gut feeling is this will probably be kind of like a, a holiday maybe fall let's say 2023 game rather than mm. by summer
1: yeah get, get the Xbox acquisition out the way and then you can probably put it in Game Pass and stuff as well which probably works better for Microsoft if anything um so yeah, that one wouldn't surprise me if it's put beyond the twelve months. But it it did look good. I mean you I assume you've played more Diablo than I have.
2: Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of the first Diablo game. Um played it back on the, the PS1, um one of my favourite co op games of all time. Um Diablo two I, I did play um somewhat on PC, but I never got too far. And obviously the the recent uh, remaster that came out, I I picked that up, um, and had all intentions of playing it with friends, but we haven't quite gotten into it as yet. Uh, Diablo three, I I put a solid twenty hours in, but I never finished, um, but I, I did I did really enjoy it, um, so I'm I'm excited about this one, and I, I do certainly see myself playing it when it when it comes out next year, um. Like it looks, looks, you know, more Diablo. what else do mm-hmm. you want than than a Diablo sequel? Yeah, is is more Diablo. It's not, it's not the kind of game where you need to, to reinvent the wheel with series. But it looks like they are trying to evolve it. It's a bit more open world. It, it seems like it's taken, at least from what I saw in the showcase, it feels like it's taking some kind of um some leads from the the uh, Divinity series. Mm. Which is is good to see because obviously that that's a, an excellent series in its own right. Oh, don't um, tell me
1: about it. Beautiful. Oh. So
2: yeah, no, I'm I'm really I'm really excited for this one. As as I said, if if not for Starfield, this this probably would have been my personal highlight in terms yeah. of that that big game showing.
1: Yeah, and I like that they've taken the Wildy from RuneScape as well and put that in. <laughs> uh, which it looks fun. It looks like it'll be the PvP element will look like an absolute fuck on as well. Um what did they call They call you a loot target or something like that, which yeah. I, I think it was like a nightmare.
2: champion, but it me. Yeah, yeah, you just you just you just shoot you, People kill you, they yeah. get good loot. So
1: Yeah, be an absolute bastard, but it'll probably be fun. Um, Sea of Thieves stuff again. I really want to play CFEs, but my friends are knobheads and won't play CFEs. That's basically how I view CFEs. Uh,
2: Damn, they announced it with a song. It was was a lot of
1: fun. What else do you want? Uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, Season 7, I mean, that's a testament to to how popular this game is, that they're, they're, they're into their seventh season of content, and they're still releasing new stuff, because clearly a lot of people, and I know, I don't even need to say clearly based on, as I know, um, from from reputation, a lot of people play this game, and and it's you know similar to yourself. I've, I've always thought it looks like a lot of fun, but it's just my friends I play with. Nobody plays it, so therefore I never got to. You know, maybe you and I should should uh, possibly pay, yeah. pay, just jump in and we then, you
1: know,
2: if we if we if we never play it again after that point, but at least we'll have we'll have experienced we'll what it it's all about.
1: Absolutely, do the Jack Sparrow thing. Um, what are we up to next? Ravenlock. I don't remember this song.
2: This was like a very kind of uh, ah, yeah, kind of, kind of artsy, cartoony, uh, kind of uh, fancy title.
1: Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. What's the other game they make? Is it Echo something? Echo Generation, um, I think.
2: That, yeah, I believe yeah. Yes. It is a- and
1: yeah. my Amazon Echo's going off uh, <laughs> yeah I, I remember seeing pictures of the Echo generation, yeah the, this one I, I don't know I don't know I think I'd maybe give this one a go, I'd enjoy it but again, it's getting over that first hump I think
2: yeah, I liked the art style, you know I, I thought it stood out in that sense but the, the gameplay didn't really excite me, it didn't do a lot for me Um, so this is one maybe where I'd kinda of have to wait and see what the, the reviews are like and that and if they're good obviously I could be intrigued. If they're so so, then I'd I'd leave it be. Um you know it's as I said it had the the art style definitely was eye catching, but the 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 gameplay less so for me.
1: Yeah, I looked at Tad Basic where I'm just catching up with it there. Uh next up we have Cocoon. Um puzzle game yeah I
2: have mixed feelings on this one obviously it involves one of the key people behind uh, limbo and inside and i adore those games and i i can't wait obviously for play dead's next game but this is obviously it's, it's a departure from from those it's it's not kind of a, a stylistic uh platformer it's
0: yeah
2: you know it's it's a, a Top down, kind of yeah. a top to isometric kind of puzzle game, I'm not a big fan of puzzle games. The odd puzzle game, you know, the real kind of top notch ones that the people rave about, I'll, I'll I'll give a try, and some of them I stick through, other ones I, I give up on. But you know, it, it takes a lot to pull me into a puzzle game, and and um, I just don't know. I feel like because of its association with Limbo and and um, Inside perhaps if it gets stronger viewers, I, I could be tempted, but for now, it's it's certainly at a, a best a, a wait and see, because it just didn't look like my kind of game on the face of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably be with you there. Um, next up, we had... What was it? Woo... I've not got the right tab open. Woo Long Fallen Dynasty. Um, yeah, this one looked this was in the Japanese segment wasn't it where they obviously realised they need Japanese games and this one really looked good yeah I mean like Team Ninja have you know
2: the, obviously they're, they are they have kind of a, a history with Xbox obviously with the, um, uh, the the Ninja Gaiden games back in the day I and mean, I, I you know I've talked before on this because I, I love Ninja Gaiden but my god did those games kick my ass like they were like Devil May Cry turned up to to twenty, like it was it was insane how hard those games were, um, but they were nonetheless enjoyable and um they've kind of they've they've had you know not that they ever went away, but I, I feel like they've been kind of pushed that that step above in in recent years with the the, the neo games, the neo the first one and on the, the sequel. Um, those games were really popular. Again, I, I I dabbled with them, but they kicked my ass. But but I still could appreciate them as as really good games. And and this looks like it's going to be more the same. Um, you know, the, they they do what they do best, and and that's uh the these action games. Um, so it, it's a really big get for um Xbox to have it in. in it's not like a timed exclusive or anything. Um, by all accounts, but it's. It's Game Pass Day One, and as you said, they they get criticised for not getting enough Japanese games in, or oftentimes getting Japanese games too late. Like they get them, oh we, you know that game's been on PlayStation for the past eighteen months, and now it's in Game Pass, you know, laddie da. But this is a, a Day One Game Pass game, and that that's a that's a it's a big effort for them.
1: Yeah, we didn't see loads of gameplay, but from what we've seen of cinematics and stuff like that, it, it, it looks like it could be really, really fun. So, one want, want to keep an eye on, as as you say, Game Pass Day 1, early 2023. Were you going to yeah. say something there, like that? No, no,
2: sorry. I thought you were
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll keep an eye on, I'll keep an eye out for this one, it'll be interesting to see more. Of what type of game it actually is, but if it's Dynasty Warrior type thing, yeah. If it's more, um, Neo type game, yeah, spot on. But yeah, it, it looks like a quality game, and as you say, not getting it 12 months after, after PlayStation it is a big get. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that one. Now, Car, Persona <laughs> Time. This doesn't mean much to me personally, because I have no affiliation with this series whatsoever, but this seems to be almost the biggest announcement from this showcase in the grand scheme of how it's pissed off PlayStation fanboys. Because that's a lot of what I've seen on Twitter, is people saying they've been betrayed by Atlas and stuff like that. Altus, I should say. Um, Can't even pronounce the creators right. But is this... A
2: huge announcement or am I overplaying it though? Firstly, it is actually Atlas, I think just when oh, I typed type. it up that it auto cracked it for some reason. Not the um, main blame Carl. This is a big um announcement. I mean it, it it's not it's surprising and it isn't surprising. It's not surprising in the way that I think it's been rumored for a while that Persona 5 or uh, Persona 5 Royal would come to xbox i think um mr maddie plays of, of defining duke has been pushing it a long time um so we we kind of expected that um persona 4 golden um i'm I, I talked on this podcast before but when it got announced for steam um i think this the last last uh i think it might have been two um kind of e3 seasons ago um uh, you know that that I would expect it would come to console eventually. Obviously, it was originally on console on the well, it was on handheld on the Vita, and um, so I expected it to come to, to PS well PS4 at the time now PS5 uh, eventually. Um, but I thought maybe it would come to PS5 first and then maybe come to Xbox down the road. So I'm surprised by the looks things that like we don't. Have- when Persona 4 Golden is coming to, to the current consoles. But in all likelihood, it, you know, it, it seems inevitably that it'll be day and date on, on both consoles now. Um, Persona 3 Portable, people kind of predicted that you know after Persona 4 Golden came to Steam, that Persona 3, either Persona 3 FES or Persona 3 Portable, uh, which was originally on um, PSP, would come to steam as well um and then potentially eventually to consoles but but the idea that it's it's been announced here and and again you'd assume whenever it comes it's it's going to come to pc ps5 and and xbox series consoles all at the same time but this is a package deal for the xbox of such a blowout so look what we got like the, the the big three persona games and announced them all at the one time. Like, that, that is big. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what they could have announced in terms of, you know, Japanese-centric games, well, except for potentially the, the next thing we're going to come on to. Um, but, you know, in, in terms of what I see people asking for uh, in in terms of, uh, you know, Xbox in general and, 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 and um to a lesser extent Game Pass, This is what people wanted. People wanted Persona and now they're going to have Persona. And that's a big win uh, for Xbox. And it's, it's hilarious to think that PlayStation fanboys are giving out about it. I mean, I don't really care. You know, I, 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 you know, I like my Persona games. I I buy them on PlayStation. I don't really care if they're available on on PC or Xbox or whatever the case might be. It's a bit ridiculous to, it's a weird thing to, to kind of, to, to, it's a weird hill to die on, so to speak. It's it's strange, um, but uh, let's leave them to it. Um
1: <laughs> Both fanboys are as bad as each other. Let's be fair. Um, I'm just I'm I'm in the background watching what Persona is, because I know it's turn based and stuff like that, and that's basically where my knowledge dies of the franchise. Um, what what if I'm going into this? What what am I expecting from a Persona game? It's a life sim slash,
2: supposed to a later, lesser degree dating sim, um, although the, the, the mechanics would be very uh, limited, um, slash turn-based RPG. Um, right. I mean, that's what it is in, in terms of how the game plays out. Like, you're, you're a high school student, and you're effectively living their life. You're deciding who you want to hang out with. You want to spend time with your, with your family. Do You want to spend time with your friends you have a, a girl that you like or in the case of Persona 3 Portable you can play as a girl so it could be a guy that you, you like you know, um, whatever your whatever, you're, you, whatever, whatever tickles your 2022, 20, whatever everyone's Tickle, into tickles your pickle, um,
1: or not your pickle <laughs> so, yeah
2: so, like, you're living their life but at the same time then uh, at times you're delving into dungeons you're fighting enemies uh, you're, you're, you're getting through the story uh, it's very stylistic and um, it's very Japanese. Um, I, I love Persona. Like, I, I, I adored Persona 4 Golden. Like, it's one of my, my favorite RPGs. Um, I, I still haven't gotten around to Persona 5 Royal, which is bizarre, uh, considering how much I, I love Persona 4 Golden. Um, but. Yeah, I, I mean, if you like these kind of games, you'll love Persona. If you don't like these kind of games, you'll be like, what the hell am I playing? That's, that's, pretty, that's my elevator pitch.
1: I'll give it a go. October 21st. Is that all three, or was that just five Royale? That's
2: just five Royale. I think the others are coming at a later
1: stage. Right, okay. Okie dokie. Right. Moving on then to, well, the second biggest announcement we, we discussed, Starfield, but Kojima. We we got that rumour before I can't remember which pod we did, because we did about twelve last week, but the Kojima overdose game and people were thinking maybe that'll be a summer games fest or it'll get shown at a later date. We, we we heard the rumours of the Xbox partnership for a while now. We probably thought overdose was probably a bit too early for that, if I remember correctly. But for this to be new for this to get announced it is huge in many aspects, because Kojima brings basically his own fan base with him, because his games are so unique and stuff like that, and as we mentioned it fills the void of the lack of Japanese titles on Xbox in the most popular producer way
2: yeah, I mean as as I alluded to if if you're going to get Xbox games who who more do you want or, sorry, to get Japanese games on, on your platform, you know, who bigger to get than than Kojima? Um I mean it's it's a big big announcement. We we kind of you know, we I don't think we were blindsided by it because there was so much smoke for the not to be fire. And they announced you know,
1: a special guest before the show and then it was Phil Spencer, like, that's definitely a fake one there. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I mean, like you think back to when the rumors of a you know an X like a, a Kojima making a horror game for Xbox. Um, then suddenly it leaks that Kojima is working on a horror game, and then suddenly there's this, you know an Xbox showcase to follow, like we knew this was happening. Um, and I think we can, although we didn't see the game, I, you know, we know it's overdose. We know <laughs> overdose is the game that Kojima is going to announce for Xbox. Um, and I mean, it, it's a really cool get for, for Xbox and, you know, fair play to Kojima because like he's, you know, he's out there independent and he's milking it because, like, he's on the one hand, he has PlayStation with Death Stranding. On the other hand, he's going to have Xbox with with Overdose. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo go and pay him to to make a game, you know, maybe some sort of, like, uh, at some points. um, Because I suppose... uh,
1: He could do mad shit with a Switch controller. (laughs)
2: Yeah, technically speaking, Kojima, you know, his first ever game, the original Metal Gear, was a Nintendo game and he has had some history along the way with um with Nintendo. he made the the boktai games for game boy which were if um if you've never seen them they're like games that have like a a, a solar panel on them and you take in sunlight and you use the sunlight that you get into the cartridge to like power up your your character in the game mm-hmm. like it's mental like um, basically,
1: basically we fit many years before making you go outside yeah, to play again. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Put it on I your windowsill. So. Um, that like, sounds interesting he, to be fair.
2: Yeah, it was a cool concept. Um I I, I played it lot of friends. Um but yeah, so I like maybe he as I said, like perhaps Kijima can, can go to Nintendo next and get a project for them. Like he's 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 milking the platforms. He's getting exclusives out there, but he's like he's not he's not picking sides. Like there was rumors at some point of PlayStation buying Kojima Productions, and I just mm. I just I, I I didn't see it happening myself. Yeah, I don't
1: think he wants to be limited after the Konami crack, did he? Having I
2: mean, yeah, we can clearly see why. I mean, like this this is this is way the way to do business if if you're you're someone like Kojima. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, like obviously we, we can't say too much more because we haven't seen the the game, and and even though as we know we were pretty sure it's overdose, we we haven't seen overdose. We we just read uh, what other people have leaked. Um, but I, I'm sure it won't be too long until we see this. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Kojima's back out talking about the, like revealing Overdose officially at some point before 2022 is out. And obviously that'll be a big moment for Xbox.
1: He is, mate. It's with Jeff Keighley, so maybe the game awards for that one. Um, yeah, the only other interesting thing of the Kojima thing, he, they certainly try to focus on the cloud gaming tech, didn't they? We, we know he's a bit of a... He likes being unique, so it'll be interesting to see how he incorporates... Cloud gaming into it. I if it's a game for on the go and for for um, home consoles, maybe you can play about with that a bit. But it'd be interesting to see how unique you can make it with with, with stuff like that. But um, not too much from that. And now we're back at Starfield. Car. I mean, any anything we can go back over that we didn't at the start.
2: No, I mean, I think we we covered it well. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I just can't wait to play it. Um, I'm mm-hmm. glad they didn't give. Um, a release date because there's still always the risk especially with a a product so you know ambitious that it could slip and obviously don't want to slip twice so I'm glad they're erring on the side of caution but at the same time I just can't wait to play this game like you know get, give it to me now you know um, Fallout 4 as I've talked about in the preview disappointed me a little bit but I still put over 100 hours into it so with what this game is, because it looks feels like something new, I, I could easily see myself sinking a couple hundred hours into this game over a long period. Like it, it it I'm really excited about this one.
1: Yeah, same, 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 same. I haven't really... I didn't finish Fallout 4. I probably put a lot of hours into it, but I didn't really go full Skyrim or Oblivion into it. Um, so it's probably my first true Bethesda game studios one since since Skyrim. So yeah, probably what twelve years in the making or eleven and a half years in the making since then. So yeah, a long wait for me. So I I really can't wait for this. It's just they put that twelve month tag on. It, it would surprise me if they if any of these games have struggles. It'd be like put them out June twelfth. You prick. <laughs> so yeah. um yeah, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully it's not stupidly late into 2023. But yeah, I really can't wait for this one as well. It's probably moved up in terms of my most hyped games now, having seen it.
2: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm, I'm holding a hope for kind of like a March or, or April launch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's it, Carl. Anything you want to bring up before we go?
2: No, just just to, to reiterate, it was a it was a strong showing, and and Xbox have certainly uh, learned over the years how to to do um, an effective showcase. And I I just, I think they've kind of set themselves up nicely for the the next twelve months, and it still doesn't rule out. Obviously, this is just till the end of of say June twenty twenty three, so it still doesn't rule out that the you know we can get. The likes of Hellblade Two and, and mm. Avowed and, and such in the second half of next year.
1: Well, that's so really. I'll well be... ask you: Is there anything you surprised wasn't there? Because I mean, Goldeneye remake and stuff like that was rumored, and it wasn't there. That
2: that was the biggest surprise, simply because it just seemed so nailed on as we mm. talked about it in the preview. Um, so I was surprised by that. Um, I suppose the the Gears of War, the rumored Gears of War collection, the the it, its uh, absence would now start to make me think that maybe it's just one of those strong rumors that simply isn't true. Because I think if you were going to announce that now, when are you going to announce it? You know that that, yeah. that we talk about how that could be an effective kind of filler title almost while they're waiting to get bigger games out. But obviously. <laughs> By the time that would come out, theoretically, the, the bigger games would be out. You know, it, it just doesn't seem, you're better off just having the coalition uh, work on what's next for Gears or, or, or whatever other product they could have in the pipeline. So uh, I'm starting to doubt that's existence now due mm. to it not being at this, but, but all, nothing else really. Surprised me as we said, there was the focus on the next 12 months. Um, we had our suspicions the likes of Hellblade 2 and and avowed uh wouldn't be coming till to, to past that window, and and especially uh we, we, we kind of knew Fable won't be so. Um, yeah, no, the Golden Eye and, and the Gears of War collection aside, um, nothing really stood out for me in terms of its absence. I mean, anything on your side?
1: No, I was hoping for reward and stuff like that, but I think that'll be um, winter next year at the very earliest. So, yeah, um, Project Dragon never really expected that. Maybe just missing a couple more big third-party stuff for this year. I, I may have expected something like Saints Row to be Game Party, but I suppose maybe that's too, too big a franchise for something like that. Well, that's probably what i was meant. maybe something a bit big in third party this year to help fill the void, but I suppose that them deals can be worked out and announced at any time, I suppose.
2: Yeah, you yeah, know, I, I agree with you, I would have thought maybe there'd be um, a, a couple of third party games, um, I suppose the biggest one we probably got was, was Long Fallen Dynasty, yeah. Um. well aside from the Persona game, but I mean in terms of a new game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no as you say, they're kind of things that they'll just announce periodically because they like to keep the the game pass hype train going so they they mm-hmm. like they'll like to save some announcements for for closer to the time
1: just before we go. when is any sense all I'm pretty sure it's soon isn't it? Yeah, it's a goal. you get
2: yeah. you just assume so as soon as you can download a demo that lets you create your player.
1: That in August, so it's not too far away. Um, end of August, so not too far away. But I don't know why I jumped on the Saints Row train. But yeah, maybe just lack of third-party stuff for, for Game Pass. But eh, we got enough, I think, from that show. Um, but that's it. That is, a, well, the end of the E3 week. We, I see what, I think there's a Nintendo Direct rumoured. Um, maybe Saudi have a show for God of War or something like that hopefully and hopefully we'll be back then but I'm sure me and Carl will think of other topics to do in the summer and we'll be back thank you everyone, goodbye